In bringing, bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. 1497 was the year Vasco da Gama was his name. Perhaps you recall that name. It was 15 years after the birth of Martin Luther. Europe was in an age of exploration. Sailing ships all over. The question, how to get to India for those precious spices around Africa, the southern tip. Many tried, but everyone failed. Everyone. In fact, that southern tip of Africa was known as the Cape of Storms. Too many ships lost. July 1497, Vasco da Gama, Portuguese. He succeeds. And you know, he renamed that southern tip of Africa, no longer the, the Cape of Storms. It was now the Cape of Good, do you know it? Hope. The Cape of Good Hope. One pioneer made all the difference. I greet you, brothers and sisters in Christ. May the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be yours always to the praise and glory of his name. Again, it's an honor to be with you. Thank you for the privilege. And I want to thank publicly my friend and my classmate, Pastor John Armstrong, for the invitation, as well as your kind invitation to be with you today. It's been a little while since I've had the opportunity to lead people and worship, God's people and worship, and to stand in a pulpit to share the word of God. So I am honored and I am thrilled. And by the way, I am fully vaccinated. <laughs> Indeed. I have fond memories of my brother, John. I can tell you one story. He's a sharp man. We were in the library we spent a lot of time in the library as students, as you can well imagine, opening up worlds of insight, truth into God's word and to his world. Hmm. And I remember seeing John and we, we just took a few moments to catch up and chat. This was, this was a long time ago in the last century, as I liked to say. And Brother John said, you know, Ken, if we think of God's word and God's truth as this great tapestry, he said, it's almost as if I want to reach out and pluck every thread I can. I thought that was always a great image. It stuck in my mind, and I know he is a true scholar, a man of integrity, a student of the word, and a brother in ministry to me. So thank you all again for the privilege to be with you today. I want to talk to you a little bit about a special Bible word. As you figured out, it's pioneer. Now that's the translation I shared with you just a few moments ago. You know, when you, when you study God's word, you can pick up on the titles that refer to Christ, and those are extremely important. Anytime you see a, a title about the Lord Jesus Christ, sit up, take notice. Now you can translate this particular Greek word in a number of ways, author, originator, founder. It also has to do with the idea of leader, ruler. Jesus Christ is our leader. Jesus is our captain. He is truly ruling over everything. But I like this word pioneer, and I think it captures 
something special. What does it mean? Well, let's start with the basics. It's like the first to enter into or to settle an area. Now, I want, you to, I want you to linger on that for a few moments ago because a pioneer has already been there. You don't have to worry. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And here's my message to you, brothers, sisters. Whatever you are going through today, Jesus has already been there. He's already been there. He is your pioneer. And he is pioneer perfect. All right, let's launch right into it. What do you think of when you hear the word pioneer? Christopher Columbus, for example, in our own context, Lewis and Clark. Brendan and I are from St. Louis, and of course, the Show Me State. That's, you might say, where Lewis and Clark went up the Missouri River. You can think of those settlers on the, on the frontier. Go west, young man. Remember that? Go west, young man. That was the clarion call. Or maybe if you want to get closer to home, somebody like Chuck Yeager. I think a wonderful story. Chuck Yeager who climbed into that cockpit and whoosh, speeds anything I can barely imagine. Or maybe Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson, the first black Major League Baseball player. Hmm. Well, now let's think for a few moments about the deeper significance of pioneers. Well, first of all, by definition, there is a lot of uncertainty and there is risk. There is uncertainty. We are going into a place that we have not been before, or perhaps you might even say no one has successfully gone before. There are a lot of pioneers, but many, of course, their bodies are strewn across the prairies. So by definition, there's a lot of uncertainty and risk, but I also want you to start thinking about for a few moments here the, the idea of a pioneer as a, a bigger purpose. A pioneer has a, a bigger purpose. It's not just exploring. It's not just wandering. It's pioneering. We're going there for a reason. We believe this is going to be important. This is going to be vital. It's going to be significant in the human story. A pioneer says, I am willing to go there to make a difference. You with me? You with me? Well, who's the foremost American pioneer? I was wondering about that, thinking perhaps it was Daniel Boone. You know that story? In the summer of 1773, 1773, now this is before, before all the events of the Revolutionary War, the summer of 1773, Boone led a group of settlers out west to permanently settle Kentucky. Hmm. Now, I think sometimes when I heard those stories as a child, I had this rather romantic notion that, that it was all oh, kind of fun, all oh, sort of easy. They just went out and they, and they settled. They found some open territory and they claimed it as their own. But you know, my brothers and sisters, the reality is far from that. It was difficult. I'll give you a couple of illustrations. Daniel Boone's son, James, died in a battle, in a battle with Native Americans. Of course, there were 
disputed claims. Of course. Mm -hmm. July 14th, 1776. Boone's daughter, Jemima, was abducted. And it became the, the story, you might say, of that last of the Mohicans novel. Do you remember that? Wow. It was not easy. It was painful. It was difficult. There was risk. There was danger. So what is it about pioneers? They open up new territories. They open up new territories. They bring about new ways of, of living, new ways of being. I'd like to think for a moment that, that pioneers embolden others. I am not a pioneer by nature. I can tell you that right away. But if I see someone else can do it successfully, I'll say, maybe I can too. They did it. Perhaps I can too. Hmm. And then pioneers, not as a matter of course, but in the aftermath, they gain fame, don't they? We remember names like Daniel Boone, Jackie Robinson, Lewis and Clark. Their names go down in history. But let me come back to that distinctive title for Jesus. Pioneer. Pioneer. A person who is among those who first enter or settle a region, thus opening it up for occupation. We can go there too. We can settle there too. And we can develop it as well. That's my Lord Jesus Christ, my friends. That is our Savior, Jesus Christ, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, the book of Hebrews describes him. <laughs> we prayed it a few minutes ago. I hope it was meaningful to you. Father, help us to remember that your Son is the way, the truth, and the life, the way, the truth, and the life. Say it with me, please. The way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is our pioneer. He's gone there for us. And it's been successful. He has done exactly what his father directed him to do. And it has to do with us to bring us into a new and a saving relationship with our Heavenly Father, to bring us into this relationship of grace. We're here, my friends, because we have a Father who pioneered the way for our salvation. And it all comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want to share with you three important things, and I put those in the, in the bulletin. If you're willing to follow along and to bear with me just a few more minutes, because I believe these are life-changing truths that we hear about today and always. I know my brother. He's always bringing you the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. But these are important truths that I would say hold on to in your life. 
When you get discouraged, whatever you're going through, I'm, I'm going to remind you again one more time that Jesus Christ has already been there. He knows your problems. He knows your needs. He knows where you are right now, and he's going to bring you to exactly where he desires you to be. I believe that with all my heart. I have seen it. I have experienced it myself. Three ways, three important ways that Jesus Christ is pioneer perfect. First of all, he opens and he brings about God's kingdom. He opens it up. He brings it about, that kingdom. And what was the whole nature? What was the revelation? To make real God's saving, healing purpose. I'm going to come back to this theme in just a few moments. I have the privilege to work at a, at a hospital now. For Brother John and myself and many others of our class, it's been 35 years, and I've been blessed to serve for a number of those. But right now I have the honor to work in a hospital, and I see all sorts of situations. I'll describe that in a few moments. But I know that God's work is always about saving and healing people. It's always there. In the hospital, I have the privilege to serve, and we also have that particular focus. We do it in the name of Christ. And I have the opportunity every, every day that I'm there at noon, at the noon hour, to pause and go overhead throughout the entirety of the hospital and to pray. And you know, I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And sometimes people will stop me in the hallways and say, was that you I heard? Was that you? You really blessed me. And I'm humbled. I'm always grateful for the privilege just to be able to pray for people. We pray for patients. We pray for our workers. We pray for all who come in through our doors. And it's remarkable how people hear that, the prayer, and well, they're blessed. I believe with all my heart that Jesus is pioneer perfect in bringing about the kingdom of God, God's saving, healing purpose. You say, Ken, well, put it into a nutshell. Let me know exactly what you're thinking. Here it is. God is king. God is still ruling in this world. Sure, we're in the midst of a pandemic. Sure, there are all sorts of problems. But I don't focus my sight on this world. I live in this world. I engage in this world. But my eyes, I'm telling you, I lift them up to Jesus because that's where my hope is found that's where my strength is God is king and he is alive and he's working and he's doing it all through his beloved son Jesus Christ the kingdom's here it's real now we're looking forward to that day when Jesus comes again I can't wait and we do pray Lord come quickly Second point I want to bring to you is that Jesus has won the victory. Jesus has won the victory. He has gained the power. I'm going to bring you to a, a little bit different Bible passage. Again, it's in the book of Hebrews, and Hebrews has lately become one of my favorite books. It's filled with great insights about the very nature, the very heart of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's one, for example. God for whom and through whom everything exists, I read this at the beginning, should make the pioneer, the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. You know the simple truth, Peter, all the apostles could stand up before the religious leaders of the day and they would say, you killed, you killed the author of life. 
He was the archegos. He was the author, the originator. Jesus is the very one who gives life. You killed him, but God raised him from the dead. God raised him from the dead, and we are witness to this. You know, I told you about my work as a chaplain. I see all sorts of situations, all sorts of needs, and I see all sorts of diseases. I am not a medical professional. The first thing they tell me, the nurses, when I go into a room is, do not touch any buttons. There's all sorts of buttons in intensive care unit rooms. Don't touch them, Ken. I don't. Trust me, I don't. But I see all these situations, and I see families as they're called upon to make difficult decisions. I'm going to share something with it, with you. Some of you may not like it, but I'm going to do it anyway. I can tell, I can tell the families that embrace their dying and the families that are afraid of death. It's true. And you know what the difference is? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I can tell it. I can see it. Sometimes I'm there simply to celebrate and to rejoice with those whose loved one is about to pass away. And during this past year, 2020, I've probably been... I've probably been with about 25 individuals who have died from COVID or COVID-related complications. And when that family is filled with the assurance that Jesus Christ holds our destiny, that Jesus Christ is Lord of life and death, it makes all the difference. I can tell who embraces dying because they're going to go to be with Jesus and those who fear it. I want you, I want you to be confident. I want you to be confident in this simple truth. Jesus Christ is the pioneer. He's already gone into death. He's conquered it. You need not fear. Don't be afraid. Isn't that what the angels told the women? You seek the one who is crucified. He's not here. He's risen from the dead. And he's alive. And he's going ahead of you. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Since, since the children have flesh and blood, he, Jesus, he too shared in their humanity. So that by his death, let me say that again, by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death. He might destroy the work of Satan. He might crush the serpent who tempted us and, and brought us into that mortal, mortal condition. And Listen, my friends, listen. And free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Let me say it clearly. Jesus Christ has broken the power of death. Jesus Christ is alive. Jesus Christ 
loves me. And he loves you too. And even though this mortal flesh, this mortal body will die, I'm telling you, I look forward to the day when Jesus calls me home. He's already won the victory. He's gained the power. I am trusting him. Final thought. Jesus creates a a forever family. He's done it. Don't give up being a family. I'm talking about a family of believers. Don't give up. I'm going to say it again. You need the Lord Jesus Christ more now than perhaps you ever have. With all of the uncertainty of this world, with the frailty and the fragility of of even our national existence, sometimes it seems overwhelming. There's no doubt about it. We have problems. We have challenges. There's too many even to enumerate. But I'm telling you this, with Jesus Christ, he has created you to be a family. You are together. Hold on to each other. Stay committed. Stay connected. Because he creates this forever family. And we're going to rejoice with him in glory. It was fitting that God When he brought us together, sons and daughters, when he brought us into this relationship, this saving, healing relationship, it was fitting that he should do it through the pioneer, the pioneer who learned what he did through suffering, who earned what he did through suffering. He made our salvation possible because he is the Lord of life and death. My brothers, my sisters, hold on to that truth. What a great, great honor for me to be able to share this with you today. I am praying for you because I know at some time you're going to go, you're going to go around some dark valley through it, in the middle of it, you're going to go around some, well, cape of storm. But it's not a cape of storm, it's a cape of good hope. You know why? Because we have a pioneer who's gone before us. What's his name? I'll say it again. The holy, precious name of Jesus. Lord, we're following you. We're trusting that you are there. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your love, for your mercy, the forgiveness you have brought to us. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have won our salvation and Because of you, we have the confidence to pray to our Heavenly Father. Lord Jesus Christ, you are pioneer perfect. And we give you the glory and the praise and the honor. Thank you for the ways that you touch our hearts. You comfort us and you inspire us. Lord, go with us into the future. We are confident you will lead us. We pray all these things, Lord Jesus Christ, in your holy name. And all God's people say, Amen.